dearest God, holy and victorious Trinity, thank you for this time you have given me today. I allow you full control over my mind. Think through my mind. I allow full control over my voice. Speak by my voice. I allow full control over my heart, my soul, my spirit. Lord, feel through me. Allow me to feel your spirit now. I pray your blessing over my voice. I pray a blessing over this entire episode that it may get out to the audience, to the brothers and sisters, and allow it to sit with them in a way that makes them think. And while they are thinking, it allows them to be encouraged and motivated to get past whatever they are going through and to know that they are not alone. That there is a God that is willing to help them. Lord, I consecrate everything that goes into this over the phone that I am speaking on, over my voice that I am speaking, over the books that I read from. Lord, guide me today in a way that you see fit. I pray your blessing over this episode. I love you, God, and thank you for everything. In your most holy name, I pray. Amen. I'm going to be reading an excerpt out of Ephesians. I hope I said that right. Ephesians 5 verse 15. Be very careful than how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Then verse 16. Making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. I'm going to read that one more time. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Because days are evil. Okay. And before we get into all of this funness, I'm going to read a little excerpt out of my journal. Which is like from four months ago. And to me, four months ago seems like literally a year ago. No pun intended. But yeah, all right. So before I speak about what's inside this journal that I'm about to be reading, I want to share with you what this podcast, what this episode is going to be about. Last episode was a episode about my addiction to pornography and how there was a God that is willing and that is able to help through any addiction, through any struggle, through any hardship that you have. And my addiction with pornography has brought about many different consequences, many different negative bad things, right? And one of the most biggest bad things my pornography addiction has brought to me is my depression. Yes, on today's episode of The Shared Vent, I am going to be speaking about depression. And it's that topic that you hear about at school. It's that topic that when you hear in your little advisory class, you're like, they, they make it sound so like scientific and that they're, it's just a topic that's at school and it, they, they make it boring. And I'm not saying depression is exciting in any way, 
but I just, I want to put a new spin on it and talk about my journey with depression and what I'm dealing with right now and how I'm looking at that, how I'm looking at that to make the most, to make the best out of this situation. And that is what you are going to be listening to on the shared vent, a podcast that is shared between all. I pray and I hope that you guys had a great Christmas, a great new year, and that you're just feeling good, that you know the shared vent is a community that is shared between you, me, and that one weird person. Just kidding. That one weird person is everyone. It's all of us. All right. So welcome to the shared vent. I hope you enjoy your time here. And let's just get started. So I mentioned the fact that I'm going to be reading out of my journal. And uh, my journal was, again, like I said, from four months ago. And it was before I was seeing a therapist. Now, before this time, I was thinking I can do this by myself. God has this. And I'm just going to follow God. Right? But I would think to say... I, I know that God has this, that God, he, he's, he's that driving force in my life and he's helping me with this depression every day. But sometimes God offers you support, help from outside people, not from him, but it is from him. It's in his spirit, but he allows you to truly feel the entirety of his love and caring for you. So, without further ado, my uh, journal entry was along the lines of why I might need to see a therapist for my depression, of course. And I wrote down a couple reasons. One of the reasons was I isolated myself. And to be honest, I still do that. In fact, just I think yesterday I got the uh, chance to be with a bunch of different kids, friends. And we were all playing this game. And the, the game had a lot going on. I, I, I wasn't really sure what was going on, but that's not the big picture. We were all playing this game, and all the kids are standing over here to the left. And I'm over here standing to my right, just exactly by myself. And in my head, I'm like, Gavin, go over there. Gavin, go over and talk to someone. But that fear overtook me. That fear was just so enormous inside my body that I was like, I cannot move. I let that fear over, I let, I let that fear just expand and I let it take control of me at that time. And depression is kind of like that in that way. Depression is like that growing, that gradually growing like disease slash virus slash any bad thing in your system and it just stops you from being the person who you truly want to be. I was isolating myself and I knew what I could do to get myself out of that situation, but I did nothing. My depression, my fear held me back. Another reason was I lost interest. I quit playing sports. I had trouble working out. I had trouble doing the stuff that I love to do, the stuff that I like to do. And that, that, that again kind of falls in that category of isolating myself, letting me be alone. And trust me, if you have depression or if you still have it, loneliness, isolation, 
is not going to help that. And the thing is, is I knew isolation would not help that. I knew that when I talked to people, I would feel good. But it was that, that, that fear, that depression, it just, it, it was like a big, like elephant shoe just stepping on me and I couldn't move. I couldn't get away from that. I quit sports. I isolated myself. I'd be at a football game and I'd see, I'd, I'd, I'd step back from the moment and I'd be in my head. And in my head, the following conversation would, took, would take place. In my head, I'd be looking around and see all these kids, all of my age, maybe a year older, a year younger. I was looking at all of them. They were all having fun. They were smiling. They were jumping. Someone had their shirt off and their chest was painted. I didn't know why he was doing that, but he was just doing it, having fun, right? And I looked around and everyone's hanging out. With someone. Everyone has that click. And I look around and I look next to me. I'm not standing by anyone. In fact, I'm standing by myself. And then that fear, that depression, that anxiety that builds up inside of me. And I say to myself, this is not good. So I go to the bathroom, call my parents, and ask to be taken home. Now, I realize sharing that story with you is probably not the most manly thing I could do. But guys, I want to get the true picture out. The true picture of what depression did to me. And what depression might do to you might be far opposite, far more different than my journey. But I just want to share my journey with you and how I'm going about getting away, getting away of that journey. Stepping into the light. Stepping into that light. Okay, I'm going to read another one. Um, One of my other things about why I might need to see a therapist was I felt like I had this brain talk in my mind. And when usually someone might think of brain talk, they might think, well, is he talking about brain fog? Like, no, I'm talking about brain talk, which I think is different. Brain talk is when there's nothing inside of your mind. There's nothing inside of your mind at that time. But you just feel like your mind is screaming at you, like 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 a silent scream. And if you've ever dealt with depression, you might understand where I'm coming th- coming from with this. But as I was just standing there at that football game, I had that brain talk, and it was silently screaming in my head. I, there was no noises, no sounds, no one was talking to me. My mind, it just didn't. I was not in a right position. I was not in a good perspective to be at that place at that time, which is why I went to that bathroom to take a break and to admit that that fear is one and overall leave that game. See, that brain talk, it doesn't say anything, and it's really hard for me to really explain what this brain talk is, but it's not good and it's not fun either. And it's not schizophrenia, because if it was schizophrenia, it'd be like actual talking. Like, no, this is, this is scary stuff. It's just like, okay, sometimes um, I'm trying to picture this for you guys, because I feel like I'm kind of just talking. Okay, so um, yeah. Okay, so picture you're in your classroom. You're at school, and the, bell, the bell's ringing, right? And it's like that little beep, like that thing, right? Imagine that beeping, like kind of silenced, 
but you can still hear it. You can still feel it. And that, 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 that the ringing of that bell is inside your head for what seems to be maybe 10 minutes to a whole day. That is why I felt I might need to see a therapist, that this stuff that I'm feeling may not be normal. Okay. When you guys go outside, what do you look at? What do you look at when you go outside? Do you hear those stupid birds chirping, screaming at each other, just saying, where's the worms? Do you see, when you, when you go outside, do you see all of that dirt? And you're like, this is so gross. It's dirt. I don't like dirt. Dirts are for pigs. Pigs are for dirt. Something, something like that. When you go outside, do you see those cornfields? The miles upon miles of cornfields. And you're just like, well, that's just boring. Cornfields are boring. When you go outside, do you feel that temperature being freezing cold and it just upsets you so much? That you just get agitated and angry. When you go outside, you look up at the trees and you realize they're all dead. Everything is dead. Do you say to yourself, I'm dead inside? When you look up at the skies, imagining a great, great picture in your mind. But then when you come to look up at the skies, it's a bunch of clouds. It's gray. It's dark. It doesn't look fun. There is no sun. Okay, now I brought up this whole outside thing to really put into perspective of how we look at our lives. And I'm guilty of this too, guys. In your own life, what do you look at first? Do you look at how great your hair is? Or do you look how this or do you look at how your shirt is too fitting around your chest and it makes it look too big it makes you look fat when you're outside in public do you realize that you're hanging out with friends or do you hear that brain talk when you're getting dressed in the morning and you put on your pants and you look down and you're like do do you do you witness how good you are and how blessed you are to have pants on or do you look down and you're like, my knees are so small. And do you feel that insecurity of your knees? Guys, I'm all getting this to just tell you that in this life, we have a lot of neg- neg- negativity. A lot of negativity. Negativity, if I could say that word right. We have a lot of that. We don't see that light. We see all that bad stuff. We see all those dead trees. We hear all those stupid birds chirping. We look down and we're like, why do my knees look like this? We focus on that negative stuff. And when when you have depression, when I had depression, that's all I felt. I felt all of those emotions running through my head. And then I made the decision, I'm going to go see a therapist. And this at this time would be my second therapist I have seen for my depression. And I can confidently say things have changed. I will not say I feel perfect. I will not say I feel great every single day. But just having that someone to talk to, someone who deeply cares about you, someone who has that connection with you, you feel that.
Guys, connections are so, so important. And the connection I'm trying to get to you guys, everyone listening to this, is just the connection knowing that you are not alone. And guys, I know you read the Hallmark cards, you read the um, little kid books, and you realize, and, 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 the, like, and like the little, the little motif is like, I am not alone. You are not alone. But you truly, you don't believe that, right? You see your parents, everyone says you're not alone. You have me. You got to truly believe that. You are not alone. That's what I'm trying to get to you on this shared vent, a vent that is shared between all. And in case you have not realized yet, all, the word all in the phrase I just forgot the phrase. And the phrase of uh, event for you all, that the the phrase that that word all that includes you. You are a part of that. You are a part of that event that is shared between all, including you, including that one lonely person, it's including everyone. Whatever you're going through, whatever struggle you are going through. I ask that you please You please do not focus on the negative stuff, on the bad stuff. I pray that you got something out of this podcast. And I'm going to leave you with one last message. This is the shared vent. A vent that is shared between all. I love you. You are loved. Peace out.